think you just um, do a far five to the person next to you. If you're online, give somebody a high five. <laughs> and you can take your seats. Amazing. Who's glad you've been in the house this morning? If you're not in the house and online, I encourage you to get into the house in person. If you can't make it today for some reason, that's okay. We're glad you're joining us online. Um, Pastor Darren says something um, that just stuck out to me just before is um, when he was praying is that um, we can't get um, we can't get tired in your presence. And um, I was thinking, just uh, just a pebble dropped in my head, and I'm like reason why a lot of people get tired in regards to the relationship with Jesus is because they're chasing religion rather than a relationship. I always bring this up like nearly every Sunday about a relationship with Jesus and that's like everything. And if you notice that you're getting tired and your fire is just dwindling, why don't you shift your heart this morning and just go, okay, God, maybe I have been chasing religion or just the acts of doing things like reading my word, prayer. Those things are important. But I'm talking about like having an authentic relationship with him that he knows you and you know him. And so if you're feeling tired this morning, whether you're online or here in person, is that I just want to encourage you for this week to really lean into to God and go, God, show me what it looks like to be in true relationship with you not a religion of you. Are we all right? So Father, we just thank you in this place. We thank you that you want to speak to us and even refresh things that's already um, been part of Hills for the last 15 years or longer. And God, we give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, God's people say, Amen, 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 Amen. Uh, so last week we talked about um, the kind of like, uh, I didn't like to call it a theme because it's not a theme. It's just where we're heading to in the next, uh, in the future, whether it be a year, whether it be a longer, it's the year of expansion, right? And um, the three things we talked about is what? The first one was, this is me asking you guys a question. Uh, the first one is reject smallness. The second one was make room for growth. And the third one is make room for people. It's something that you need to put embed in your mind because it's gonna be part of our culture. It's going to be part of who we are. We're always going to reject smallness. It's not just a year of doing that. It's forever, you know? And so um, today's Vision Sunday. For those um, online, it's Vision Sunday. And um, there are three questions I want to answer for you because you answered it in your mind. I mean, you, you asked the question in your mind, so I'm going to answer it for you this morning. And the three questions are this, why we exist, what we do, and how we do it. Because when we talk about Vision Sunday, um, we can give you all this um, stuff, but I thought, why don't we just break it down to three simple things? Why, do, why does Hills exist? What do we do as Hills, and how do we do it? If you understand those three things, you'll understand the vision of this house. I didn't make the vision up, like, just willy-nilly. It wasn't even... It, it, I was part of the conversation, but it's always been the same thing for a long, long time. Are we all right? So we do Vision Sunday. For those who don't know if this is your first one, is that we do Vision Sunday twice a year. Um, the reason why we as a church do Vision Sunday is so if you're new or looking for a home, you get to hear it firsthand um, on 
the why, the what and how. Um, but if you've been here for a short or long time or you're part of the furniture, if there's some of you in here, um, part of the furniture, it's just a reminder. I started just to refire you again to go for another year. Just keep pushing for another year. Um, and uh, before we go into the how and what, we're going to go through the why. Why does hills exist? Have you ever asked your question, have you questioned yourself that? Like, why, do, why does this church exist? Like, why does this church exist? And our why, if you're writing notes, our why is the filter for every decision we make. We don't go outside the why. Everything's wrapped around the why. So the year of expansion is around our why. We didn't just make it up. It's our why. And so when we speak about um, Vision Sunday, what we're really referring to is why does hills exist? Are we okay? So um, previously, before Jamaica and I took over um, churches, senior pastors, um, the vision was very long. You know those, uh, you know, like I know back in the day we had it in church, the vision was on the wall. Do you remember those days? The vision on the wall, but not on the hearts of the people. Are we right? <laughs> the vision was on the paper, but not on the hearts of the people. When people ask, like, what's your vision? They couldn't say it because it was a paragraph long and they always mixed the words up. Are, are, are we being honest? Like, the vision's always long. And it was a paragraph long. And um, with um, our founding pastors, Afina and Pastor Sine, and with Pastor Darren, we went to a master class in Auckland which challenged us on how we saw vision and how to, um, how to really um, dig deep into what it looks like for us here at Hills. Are we okay? So our, our vision hasn't changed over the past 15 plus years. It's just been refined. So uh, um, uh, our vision was, let me, th- uh, let me just think about it. One, two, like four lines. Four lines and we reduced it to one. And so our vision or the reason why we exist, if you don't know, this is the, and this is the first time you're hearing it, um, I encourage you just to write this down. And it's this, we exist to influence humanity with the gospel of Jesus Christ. The reason we exist as hills is to influence humanity with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So our vision is literally the filter to everything we say and we do. Everything. See, the thing is, we don't exist for a specific people. We exist for humanity. Are we right? What, what did John 3, 16 say? For God so loved the world, not just the church. Are you okay? Are you okay? He didn't just die for the church. He died for the world, which is humanity, present, past, and future and so hills at us, if, you, if you're um, part of this house, we exist to influence humanity with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it's more than what we do in church or have church. It's the lifestyle we choose. Like, for, for example, for myself, I don't have another vision for my life. My vision is to influence humanity with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I wrap everything around that. There are different names that churches use when um, people plant at church. Um, there are names like members. Have you heard of that? Like you're a member of the church. Um, you know, is there any other words that you, people used? You can shout them out. Members or parish partners. 
congregation, um, sub- oh, if you're online, subscribers. <laughs> Subscribe. Um, but for us, um, those who call Hills their home and choose to sow here and choose to serve here, we say partner. We're partners. And the reason why we say partners is because we can't just influence humanity with just the pastoral leadership team. It takes all of us to influence humanity. And it, just, it doesn't just, it's not just with church service. It's with our whole lives. We influence humanity. Um, with partners, they contribute. They participate. Oh, are those scary words? I don't know. Like, uh, is that a scary word? Contribute and participate? Um, partners serve with us in influencing humanity with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So you're not just partnering um, with um, a congregation or membership. You're actually partnering with us to influence humanity. Like, I don't, I don't want this house to be a house where it's just a vision, and that's cool. We're here to influence humanity, but it's not our lifestyle. Are we right? See, our vision is so big, but it can be done by anyone and everyone we come into contact with. So influence humanity, you don't have to do like, mission trips are great, okay? Not bagging mission trips, but imagine the mission just to go to the supermarket on the influence you can make just there. See, with our vision, if you're following us online or um, whatever, our vision doesn't just make a difference for hills, but it makes a difference in our lives personally, but also everyone that we come into contact with. That's what our vision's about. It's not just this long, cool statement, oh, wow, influence humanity with the gospel of Jesus Christ, but don't influence anybody. This thing with our vision with influence humanity with the gospel of Jesus Christ, even your workplace can be influenced. Your home, your school, your social time, going shopping, going to the supermarket, always allows you an opportunity to influence someone. That's why we say partnership, we're partners. The reason why we don't say members is because you can pay and not go. Like, you know, the gym membership that I may be paying for jets and I don't go, yeah, like that. <laughs> you can sow, but not go. You can sow, but not participate. You can sow and not contribute. Are we all right? So influence humanity encompasses not just church life, encompasses your life. See, the thing is this, God says we are to go to all nations and make disciples. That's Matthew 28, if you're writing notes. Matthew 28, to go out to all nations. I, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not going around the whole world, but I can influence somebody who will go to the world. Are we all right? You may not be going to the Philippines, but you may know someone who's going to the Philippines to live. You can influence that person that will influence the nation. In Acts 1, God says to go out and be his witness. Go out and be his witness. A witness is somebody who um, experiences something firsthand. You can't be witness of the gospel if the gospel hasn't been a witness in you. A witness has experienced something. And so um, that's what God's called us to do. If we want to really influence others, we need God to influence us. Are we right? Proverbs 13 says, God says, whoever walks with the wise become wise. That's not just between um, me and God, but 
if someone walks with you, they're probably walking with wisdom. If someone's walking with you, they're probably walking with the love because you have the love of God in you, so you express that same love to somebody else. In Matthew 5, God says we are the salt of the earth. That's influence. Also in Matthew 5, God says we are the light to shine before others. And it continues to say, to shine before others so that we can point back to the Father. We're not shining for others for our sake, but for God's sake. There's this influence that takes place. In Hebrews 10, God says for us to stir up one another in love and good works. That's influence. It also says in Hebrews 10, God says to encourage one another. That's influence. So you encouraging somebody in your, um, in your, in your circle or your peer, that's influence. In Galatians 6, God says, do good to all. That's significant because God says, don't just do good for the people that's next to you that you like. Just like Christ died for the world, we are to do good to all people who we encounter. See how our vision is just not just about us, but it encompasses everyone that we come into contact with. In John 13, God says to love one another. He also says to love your enemies. That's influence. For some reason, like, especially this year, like, I don't know, like, something's like flipped the switch in me where um, even if someone's done wrong to me, for some reason, I love them more. I have no clue why. In my mind, I'm like, they've done wrong to me. They've, they, they, they haven't been um, honest, whatever. But for some reason, God makes me love them more. And, out of that, I, and now I'm starting to understand that love that I give to the person who has done wrong to me is influence. Because they're gonna realize, oh yeah, I have done not good to you, but he's still showing me love. He's still showing me compassion. And what did Jesus do whenever time, any time a sinner came, came to him? Oh, you sinner? No, no, no. He showed compassion. And what did that compassion do? It influenced them to be what? A spokesperson for him. He didn't have to tell them to preach the word or preach Jesus. They just encountered and witnessed Jesus and they became a witness. Are we okay? This is just our why. <laughs> why do we exist? See, Jesus is the reason for everything that we do. Without Jesus, this is not possible. That's the truth. You'll probably be outside waiting on the priest to do something. Sacrificing an animal for you, and if he gets it wrong, he dies, and then we're all screwed. That's the truth. That's how it was. Like, they went to the right on person. If they did something wrong in there, they're gone. But you don't have to rely on the priests or the pastor anymore. You can just go to God directly. Jesus is the reason. See, we don't have to quote scripture or bring the Bible out to influence others because our lifestyle speaks for itself. And I'm not saying you don't quote scripture. I'm not saying they don't read your word or anything. I'm just saying your lifestyle or the way you live should be the Bible people read every single day. The way we treat others speaks for itself. I like this quote that says this, words are from the lips, but actions are from the heart. 
Words are from the lips, but actions are from the heart. I always compare this to Jesus when he died on the cross for us. He didn't have to. For those ones online, Jesus didn't have to die for us. He's God. He can just say from his lips, he loves us. But for some reason, out of all his goodness, he's like, I'm still gonna die for them. Because my words are, is meaning, it brings life. But he was like, no, nah, I wanna action what I'm saying to you. And from that action, what? Influence a whole generation to come through. When Jesus washed the feet of the disciples, influence a whole generation to come through. The word, the word influence is not used, but it is shown through the, what Jesus does throughout the whole Bible. And for us as hills, we'll not only talk about it, but we act on it. We're not gonna just talk about, oh man, our vision is to, um, we, to influence humanity with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's cool if we say it, but what are we gonna do about it? What are we gonna act on it? This is our why, to influence humanity with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Does that make sense for everybody? So that's why we exist. Now let's look at um, what do we do? Um, when you hear us speak about what we do, we're referring to a word called our mandate. Um, for those who have done next steps, um, you would know that word. But if you haven't done next steps, I do encourage you to go to the next cycle. So when we say what we do, we, our what is our mandate. Mandate means um, commissioned or delegated. So we believe as Hills, we're led to, um, well, we are commissioned to find, teach, and release. You might be going, what? what do you mean find, teach, release? What does that mean? It means find people, teach people, release people. Our mandate as a church is not just to keep people, but to release people. Are we right? Because I believe, honestly, uh, th uh, this is a number that I just plucked out of my head because I've always believed this, uh, that I believe 90% of the church, the people in church, are called to the workforce. That's what I believe. That 90% of the people in church are called to the workforce. And that our current avenues where we find teach release, where we find people, teach people, release people, it's through these avenues, and it's through lift, man-to-man, -man, youth, young adults, couples ministry, which hits off this year, um, our service teams, our connect groups, missions, next steps, significant leadership, and our marriage course that we're launching this year. This is where you get taught, but this is where also you get to be released. With this list, this list will continually grow. The more this church grows, that list is gonna grow. The list is gonna grow. This is, this is not our list forever, but I know definitely the, the more that we grow as a people, the more as we grow, in, not only just numbers, but we will grow this list easily. We'll grow. These avenues are to help teach every person at Hills so that when you're released into ministry or when you're released into the workforce or doing study, you're released with a, uh, with a bigger why than yourself. So when we find teach release, we're releasing you and in not into ministry, not just into ministry. Like if you're called to ministry, that's great. If you're called to do whatever, like connect groups or youth or young adults or couples, if you're released into that ministry, you're released into a bigger why, which is to influence humanity with the gospel 
of Jesus Christ. Are we okay? It brings into focus that we are more than just our jobs and what we do. That we are also here to not only speak the gospel, but to live the gospel. I, I, I know some people, and I've experienced it many times, that um, when Christians go, oh, that person's going to hell. Have you ever experienced that? Oh, you're going to hell. And that's how they think the gospel was shared out. But when I think about Jesus, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear, oh, you're going to hell. What do you do? He showed compassion. He, he revealed into them like, hey, like with the, in John 4, with the, um, with the woman at the well, he said, no, you don't have just one husband, you have five. But the one that you're living with is not yours. But from that truth, he directs her to the water of truth, which is him. So he just doesn't just tell the truth, but he directs them to the source of truth. And so the way we not only speak, but the way we live is important. So when we find teach release in this house, we're not just releasing you into a job area or a study area. We're releasing you into the bigger why, which is the, uh, the commission that God called all people to do. Go make disciples of all nations. Baptizing in the name of the Father, Holy, uh, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's bigger than us. I'm not here just for my family, but I'm here for a people. And I'm not just that like that. Every person that's sitting here, every person online, you're not here just for yourself, but you're here for a people. Because only I can influence a certain type of people, but you can influence another type of people. And with that, we're, we're influencing humanity. Like, for example, I'm going to pick on Junior. Junior works with people a lot, with a lot of with cars. If I try to go into a place of influence and try to influence people with cars, I'll look like an idiot because I don't have that type of influence. But if I got Junior to do that in the, in the space of cars, he'll do an amazing job. I may not be called to where you're called to, but we're still doing the same thing, which is influencing humanity with the gospel of Jesus Christ. With our what, or our mandate, our, co our commission to find teach release, we are about developing servant leaders. See, the thing is, everyone in this room, everyone online who's watching, you're a leader in some capacity. You're leading somebody. You, don't, you might not be leading a ministry or a team, but you're leading somebody or a people. We okay? And you might be going, what's a servant leader? Servant leaders are ones who pick up a broom first before telling the person in their team to pick up the broom. I get annoyed with people when they can't pick up a broom themselves, but real quick to tell somebody else to pick up a broom. I get annoyed. How do we find people in our house who, who are good for leadership? Ones who pick up a broom without getting nasty. One who just cleans the toilet without being nasty. One who picks up the rubbish without being nasty. That's a servant leader. A servant leader is one who sets the example so that others follow. When we find teach release, we're not just releasing Christians into the world, we're releasing servant leaders. Are we okay? Are you okay? Sorry, people. <laughs> There's power in this because it doesn't matter what job you do, we can be servant leaders wherever we are. We're not, um, we're not seeking for a title. We're not seeking for recognition. We're just serving. It's not about title. If you can serve without a title, that's a greater leader than someone who seeks a title. 
And with a servant leader, when we release people into the world, not just to be Christians or in the best, um, the best version of themselves, but a servant leader is not just for the church, but for the world. So we're not just doing our best in church, but we're doing the best everywhere we go. When we go to family function, we're being the best version of ourselves. When we go to um, uh, uh, event that's outside, we're being the best version of ourselves. Are we okay? Does this make sense, everybody? Man, when I was writing this, I was getting refired. I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> so that's our what. So did I answer why we exist, Warwick? Understand that? Understand um, how we, um, what we do? That's all our ministries in that, and that's how we find teach release. So it's important for you to be part of um, one or all ministries, up to you, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> but being part of something that's not just coming on a Sunday service, that's where you get a place where you get to not only grow in yourself, but you grow in your capacity just to influence others. So that's our what. And so how do we do it? So when we um, speak about our how, so we got our why, our what's, and this is our how. When we, when we say our how, we're referring to how do we respond. How do we respond? So we got the reason why we exist. We got what we do, which is we, we find teach release. And how do we do this? We do this by our response. And our response are these. It's to enhance life, to empower life, and to encourage life. That's it. There's no like 50 line though. There's no one, two, three step. We're just here to enhance, empower, and encourage life. Are we okay? So whenever Hills needs to respond to needs, it'll always be wrapped around enhance, empower, and encourage. So our current avenues of our how, the enhance, empower, and encourage. Um, these are our current ones, but these will develop, change, and even grow, which is um, housing. We do um, some type of food bank. We just help whatever food that people need. Um, clothing, furniture. And I wrote this, anything we do, we, anything we can do to help others. This house helps a lot of people. Um, not just people who are uh, in the community, but this house also helps other churches. We may be small in ourselves, but we help a lot of other churches as well. We invest into other churches as well. Because we're all about enhancing, empowering, encouraging. Like, I'm a person, if I see a need in another church and I'm having a discussion with like the pastor or anything, if I see a need and I know, if I, I know we can do it, I fill the need. Because <laughs> Pastor Fina knows, like, I'll just go straight to her and to the board if I need something. <laughs> because I'm like, this, this church is in need. They can't do it. And I'm like, we probably can't do it, but it's all good. God will bless us anyway. I'm okay about that. <laughs> but it's about enhancing, empowering, and courage. And it's not just for people in this house. Enhancing, power, and courage in life is for everything that we do. My response in my life, when I need to respond to things in this world or respond to people who are in need, I enhance, empower, and encourage. And that's what this house is about also. And it, it's supposed to apply for our everyday life, not just for our Sunday life. Are we okay? So when we call ourselves partner of hills, what we are also saying is that our response will also be one that enhances, one that empowers, and that one that encourages. So when we go, man, I'm a partner of hills, what you're saying is that I'm here to influence humanity with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm here to be a servant leader for the world, but I'm also here to enhance, empower, and encourage life. 
I'm not just here to fill up a seat on a Sunday and warm it up for the next person, but I'm here to make a difference in this world. That's including people online. Then you should be in church, but that's okay. Next time. (laughs) See, when we choose, I was thinking about it last night, is that when we choose to enhance, empower, and encourage one's life, we actually automatically serve why we exist. So when we're enhancing power and courage, what we're doing is already influencing humanity. Because you don't know that person on what that influence they have or what area they have influence over. But all you know that there's someone following them. So I'm going to do my best to enhance and power and courage so that when they encounter their people and their sphere of influence, they also enhance power and courage without even noticing because of the influence that you gave. Are we okay? Hills will always choose to enhance and power and courage. That will always be our response. Every need or any need that um, not only this community needs or for this nation, we'll always wrap around our response which is enhance and power and courage. Always. So that's why I say like the housing food bank and um, helping others, that's, that's a small list, but it's gonna go bigger. The needs in, this, in the community and the wider community is gonna rise up and that's where Hills takes its place to enhance, empower, and encourage. We're not pointing to a building called Hills, but we're pointing to the gospel who is Jesus. That's what we're doing. So, it's not just something we say and do, or it's not something we just say we do, but it's who we are as people. So it's part of our culture. So the why we exist, the influence of many with gospel of Jesus Christ. The um, how do we do it? We find teach release. What what we're releasing is not just Christians, but servant leaders to the world. And then um, um, what we do is enhance and power and encourage our response to everything. And so um, for us, if you choose to be a partner or if you are a partner of Hills, this is our why, how, and what. If we can do these three things in our sphere of influence, in our place where we serve, Watch what God can do, not only in your life, but every person's life you encounter. I see hills, a packed church, not just in numbers, but I see a packed church in regards to people just want to come to hills because of the culture. Because they know they can come to a place of safety. They can come to a place of healing. They can come to a place where they discover who they are. This is the place of hills, and that's a part of who we are. And so for us, it's not just for the pastor. It's not just for the pastors or the leadership team. It's for us all to partner with. Are we okay? And so um, as I finish, I pray for those online people here is that you grab a hold onto our why to influence humanity with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You grab a hold onto a how, how we do it, which is servant leadership. We're releasing servant leaders into the world, into the workforce. Imagine a servant leader in university. Because you know, like in study, what they're doing is focusing on their study, right? But imagine if they just focus not only on their study, but they focus on their bigger why, that to serve their community, which is the university or whatever, fits at our college, whatever they do. Imagine that. Imagine if a factory worker could go from church and be the influence just in the factory. Even though they may be just a cleaner in the factory, but they can uh, be a servant leader in that place, that people will see them and go, 
There's something different about you. You only, you only sweep up and clean, but for some reason, you're always the happiest. Are you okay? That's because we're being a witness. Because God witnessed us, witnessed to us first, so we witnessed to the world what Christ has done in us. The same love that Christ showed us, we show others that is influence. The same grace God showed us, we show others that's called influence. He influenced us so that we can influence others. It doesn't just stop here. When God blesses us with something, when God, when God loves us even more, when God gives us grace and mercy, it's not just for us, but it's for others. Which goes to our hell, which is to enhance, empower, and encourage that. That's our response. So I want to encourage us. When there's times that you're like, man, I want to react, because reacting is emotion-based. Response is spirit-based. That's how I see it. When something goes wrong in your life or something comes up, you either react emotionally or you respond with a clear mind. My encouragement for us as a house, anytime we need a response, let's respond that enhances, that encourages and empowers people's lives. Even if that person doesn't deserve it, it doesn't matter because we don't deserve God's love either. We don't deserve it because we're sinners too. But for some reason, God came down from heaven to die for us because he thinks we're worth it and he knows that we're worth it. So he died for us. So if he thinks we're worth it, the people that we don't like, they're still worth it. And saying that, we've got, um, oh, that's, I hope I answered the three questions to you. But that's Vision Sunday. Like, that's literally Vision Sunday. I try to, like, make it so simple in a way that we can just walk it out. 